My name is Tyler Holliday, and you're listening to The Chat, the show where I discuss a range of subjects, including hot topics from the media, instrumental music education, pop culture, drag, and much more. Please join me and my very special guest, Squirrel Friends, as we chat our way through the week. And make sure you like and subscribe to my channel and push that notification button to be notified immediately when I upload new content. What are you waiting for? We've got some chatting to do. Let's go. This episode was made possible today because of the support of viewers who love this show. If you are a supporter and would like to help these episodes grow, please consider becoming a monthly subscriber on Anchor. Over there, you will find that there are three subscription payment options, 99 cents, 4.99, and 9.99. Now, no matter which option you choose, you are guaranteed to help grow this show, and I would not be able to do what I do best without the support of you guys. So thank you. I'm also on Patreon. I have two monthly tiers available for purchase. If you would like first dibs on episodes, then consider becoming a patron over on Patreon. Girl, you can even get some bonus episodes too. Again, thank you guys for supporting this show. Welcome to the chat, the show hosted by me where I discuss a range of topics. Today's episode is going to be a blast because I am joined by the only person who has more degrees and less common sense than I do, Andy Davis. But before that, let's get into the gig. Hit it. Okay, have you guys heard about all this controversy in dealing with Britney and uh, this whole conservatorship going on with her father? Well, there have been, there's like an ongoing case dealing with the conservatorship of a state with her father and basically where Britney's attorney has basically asked Britney's father, whose name is Jamie, to step down. Britney is afraid of her father altogether, and she's even gone to the extent of saying that she won't perform again as long as he is still serving as a conservative of the estate. Now, if you guys don't know, back back up, you guys remember the whole incident involving Britney Spears back in the day. Well, um, since then, she basically lost all of the rights to her assets and, and, and her finances and all that kind of stuff, and her father is, is like the person in charge of that basically in charge of her life he basically controls pretty much everything she does so that's what kind of we're referring to when we're talking about the conservatorship of the estate and all that kind of stuff so it's crazy so Brittany believes that her father has dished out get this hundreds of thousands of dollars to her former business manager for no good reasons so I mean already that just seems shady it sounds like there's some things going on behind the scenes that shouldn't be happening especially by her father but I digress. <laughs> but some in some new legal documents, allegedly, Trans Star Sports and Entertainment Group, who is has been repping Britney for more than a decade, and they had gotten a five percent commission on her gross entertainment-related incomes. Now, obviously, this added up to a lot of money when Britney was actively performing, but it took a hit when she announced her indefinite work hiatus in early 2019. According to these documents, Transstar emailed Britt's dad, Jamie Spears, in 2019, back in like November, and said that it wanted to remain on the 5% commission plan, but with a 500,000 annual minimum. That's ridiculous. Like, really? So, Britney claims her dad approved all of this, this, this new arrangement, without even attempting to negotiate any type of favorable deal. And in doing so, this obviously screwed her out of, now listen to this, like this screwed her out of $308,974.51 just for the services that Transstar provided back in 2019. Now, Britney's legal team calls these, and for obvious reasons, radical new arrangements because it gave Tri uh, TriStar a 260% raise from the amount that it was uh, 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 had been owned under the previous deal. Yeah, 
ridiculous. 260% raise. I need my job to give me a 260% raise. I'm just saying. She's she's looking to disallow all of the 309,000 payment as excessive and tries to credit back to her account. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like it sounds like her father is really taking advantage of of her and basically just using her as a money as a money pawn. Like what are you guys' thoughts on that? Like do you think Jamie should still be the conservator of her? Should she have her own life back? I mean, I, I have my own opinions. I think that, you know, Brittany, if we think back at Brittany, she has had a tumultuous uh, past. Um, she's gone through a lot of stuff. Uh, I think that's safe to say. But I don't think that should stop her from living her life now. I think that, yeah, at the time, I think that was probably the best for her. But let's be honest, we've all gone through what, Brit hell, this is 2020. I feel like the entire world is, is having a Britney moment back in the day, but right now. Like, so <laughs> I think it's crazy that we can't allow her to grow as an individual and learn from all of that. Yeah, you know, she burnt down her gym, but I mean, who don't do that on a Tuesday? Like, I mean, I feel like that happens pretty much every single day. So I don't think we need to talk over that. Like, I mean, I mean she did like it, but regardless leave Britney alone essentially just leave Britney alone let her have her life let her enjoy it let her do all this well because also at the same time you look at her sister Jamie Lynn Spears like she's off having popping babies out left and right okay now she's not really popping babies out left and right but she do got a kid like she ruined my childhood she, she now if somebody needed a conservator it was her because she ruined uh Zoe 101 y'all remember that show had to come to a complete halt because she wanted to be damn nasty being fast little pissy tail Put your damn britches on and stop being nasty. And leave Britney alone on top of that. Today's guest needs no introduction. Besides Drag Race, he is the second most talked about thing on this podcast. And of course, I'm talking about the one and only Andy Davis. Welcome to the podcast, Andy. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. I mean... I'm just kind of at home visiting my mom right now, so enjoying that. Yes. So how is, I've asked every single guest this every single time I have an episode, how is Corona? How is the pandemic? How are you handling with it? How's 2020? So, I mean, 2020 has been a rough, it's been a rough patch, um, but this semester I am teaching one virtual class and uh, two in-person classes and so for everyone listening I teach math so my virtual class is algebra two and so I teach them every day Monday through Friday that one's going pretty well I'm able to teach every day so it really is not much different than normal I am blessed to work in school district and we have touchscreen laptops so I'm able to do my notes on the board so it just it works out really nice there in person I do have geometry and we meet every other day so that's how our district has done it we meet every other day and being geometry I'm kind of taking it slow whereas I'll teach you know one thing on Tuesday and then when the kids go home and I don't see them on Wednesday they can practice it you know so I'm just kind of taking that approach very my motto this year is I'm stressed. The kids are stressed. Why put extra stress on either Literally. of us? So I'm very much of the idea that, you know, I'm going to get out what's necessary. I'm going to get out my standards. I'm going to get out the math they need to know, but I'm not going to be any extra about it. Like, I'm just going to give them exactly what they need and then kind of just, you know, let them live their life. Like they have three other classes other than mine. So I kind of try to keep that in mind, you know, but moral of the story is that it's going good right now. I can't really complain. Like some other people have had much worse stories in mine. Like I'm able to sit in my corner and just do me in my hallway. I'm mean, not really be that much bothered by other stuff like going on because I do have a non-EOC course like geometry and algebra two. Neither of them have a standardized test at the end of the year. So I kind of have that luxury. I can't really complain about that. Well, how about this? <laughs> how is the pandemic in 2020 treating you outside of school. Ooh, we'll see. <laughs> you we'll, must, get, we'll, you, get, we'll get into the school uh, a little bit later. You're right. But how are you doing? See, I don't care about school right now. So you're assuming I have a life outside of school, okay? <laughs> okay, that part. <laughs> um, but no, on a serious note, outside of school, when I get home, I kind of just... I don't know, like literally I'm either video at work game. or I'm coming home and I'm playing some video games, y'all. I'm not even going to front. I pretty much get home... If I don't have anything else to do, which I have a lot to do, but we'll kind of talk about that later. But once I'm finally free around seven or eight o'clock at night, which is most nights, y'all, I just got to get on my video games and, you know, just enjoy the rest of the night. So that's really what that's really all I've been doing. My life is literally work, 
come home and play some video games and just try to relax until the next day is really what it's come to right now. But that's been a lot of 2020. So I think at this point I'm kind of used to it, but it definitely is different than before. Cause like last year I would be able to go out with friends, you know, just have bingo nights at um, town tavern or have just, just enjoy life oh gosh, with other people. I remember when we still, it wasn't Town Tavern when we were in college. What was it called? Wings then? University. Wings yes, University. Yes, I used to be Wings University when we were in and college we and we used bingo. to bingo. Who did we go with? It will be me, you, and- I think it was Carla. He, I thought EJ had went. Maybe. I think maybe it was all all of us, I think. I don't know. Been, I don't remember, but that was know. fun. But yeah, we all went. Like, it was uh, so much fun. And it's like a throwback. Like It really is. Yeah, like literally you'll hear songs you haven't heard in like 10 years. That, that might be a little dramatic. But like you haven't heard the songs in a while. Mm-hmm. And you're just sitting there like jamming out and marking off your bingo paper. Like, it's so fun. much fun. It's so much fun. I wish times were simpler. I know. Who said that we have to subscribe to? I want my, I want to cancel this subscription to, to adulthood. No, oh. to adulthood. <laughs> Bitch, what you talking about? No. So... How is how is 2020 different? Like, what are you doing differently this year that you don't normally do? Like, how are you able to like the Fourth of July? How Ooh. were how is how is Thanksgiving gonna be different for you? Like, what what are your plans? I really think honestly, the only thing that's really changing for all of those is kind of the publicity. I guess you would call it like the publicness, whatever the word for that is. True. Um, is just. I'm doing probably everything I normally do. Like I just hang out with family or hang out with friends and just enjoy like a meal together kind of thing. Like I'm much more about like, how do I say this? Like I'm not about material things. So if we go out, it really doesn't matter to me. Like we can be at home and do everything we would have done out. Like just enjoy time with people. And so I think that really the only thing changing is how public it is. So instead of going out to, I don't know, like Savannah, Georgia and having a big night out with friends or whatever for 4th of July, we could just chill at someone's apartment have a dinner and whatever else, you know, so. Right. And so the election is coming up. Ooh. Next week. Tough. Are you registered to vote? I am registered. Yes. I made sure of it. Facebook made sure of it as well. Okay. And Instagram. <laughs> and Instagram. And Snapchat. And, Snapchat. and Twitter. <laughs> and gr- <laughs> Yes. Every single place was like, are you registered? Because you can register now. Literally. Just click this button. <laughs> Literally. Everything. No, yeah, I am registered to vote. Yes. Um. Good. Everybody needs to get registered to vote if you haven't registered to vote. Sure. Have you voted early? I have not. So I tried one day. My roommate and I were going to go, but he overslept. And so I was like, are we still going? And I get a text like two hours later that said, oh, I overslept. Literally. So we ended up not going that day. But I'm just going to go on election day because yeah. as teachers, we have it off. I think, so I think that's what day. I think that's what we are, we're going to do as well too. We're thinking we're going to wait till mm-hmm. then. But if you have not made a plan to get out and vote, you need to do so. Um, it is very um, imperative. Oh, it's right. imperative that you get out and you exercise your right to vote and exercise in general because <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> so okay. I think we should do both. We can exercise our vote and we can exercise on the treadmill at the same time. Exactly. So let's just get into the, the heat of all of this because we're both educators. Mm-hmm. You, we both, we we met at Winthrop. We both got our bachelors. Well, I got mine in music, and he got his in math. Math. Yeah. And then you got your masters My at master's Winthrop in as well. Yes. From Winthrop. Go Winthrop, Eagles. Go Winthrop. <laughs> and so you didn't start teaching. We're the same age, but I started teaching in 2018. You started teaching in 2019, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so we're both educators teach different things but we kind of we get each other yes um so how you kind of were talking about it at the beginning how how are things going for your school just in general do you like the plan that you guys have do you not like it what are some like pros and cons that you've noticed for yourself so i like what our school is doing so just to make sure it's clear what our school is doing on monday we have kind of like a for lack of a better word like a makeup day um, so every other week, cause like our kids are split into two groups, a day and B day. Every other Monday will be their Monday to come. So say this Monday is a day. Only a day kids will come on Monday. We will do RTI. So like response to intervention. Um, if they have any issues, any missing assignments, we'll go through that. I'll answer any questions, oh, retake a test or whatever. Cause Mondays are, it's very clear in the rules. You are not to teach new material on Monday. So question yes. with, with this RTI. Are these kids in coming to school in person or are they at home? In or do person. they have the choice? In person. Okay. So they do not 
So they come to school, but there's no actual materials being learned and taught that day. Yes. Like okay. it can be practice. It can be reinforcements. Okay. So say they learn something on Friday, Monday, you want to just give them a practice to make sure they're good to go. So when sure. they come back on, I feel like they should do that day. on Friday, you would think. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the plan was for it being on Mondays. I yeah. don't know. But Maybe anyway. there was a lot of holidays that are on Mondays or something. I'm not sure. Maybe. Um, But that's what Mondays are. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are... um. Kind of like I said earlier, they're every other day. So Tuesday would be A-Day kids. Right. They come in, so I have half my classes kind of thing. Um, well, I have all three classes, but I mean half of the book class. And then on Wednesday, I'll teach them something. And then on Wednesday, you I have the B-day. other half of the class. I see B-Day. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, again, switches for Thursday and Friday. So the more of the story, oh, what was it? Now, here's another question. At Every, every school is doing things mm-hmm. differently. And every subject, every content area is also doing things differently. Are you teaching, like, by classes? And what I, I guess I'll make that clearer. The classes that you teach, like, what's the class you teach? Give me, a, give me geometry. A geometry. How many sections of geometry do you have? I have two. You have two sections of geometry. Um, section one is that all kids that's in person. Is it all kids that's at home, uh, or is it a mix of both at the same time for that? So one class it is all in person. Okay. The kids. In- we're given the choice to do virtual academy, sure. which I do have one virtual class as Algebra 2 in the mornings. Okay. I have virtual academy, Algebra 2. Um, so all of them are virtual. Okay. Or you had the option to do in person. There was no both. Right. Um, there are a few exceptions. Like well, that's, not what I, that's not what I meant when I said both. Okay. I just meant like, do you have kids that are at home and then have kids that are in person and you have Got to you. teach both no. of them at the same time? No. Okay. No. No, now, every so, class is either one or the other. Mm-hmm. Are your classes big, the ones that are in person? Like, how, what's your ratio? What's your school population? So, ooh. <laughs> do you know that? So about, I don't know the exact number, um, but I do know that I think it was 47% of our students went virtual. Um, that's, not, that's not a lot. I mean, it is a well, lot. It's, yeah, it's almost it's half. Not. I don't know. I feel like. It's very opposite for us. Like I, yeah. I, I talked about, about it last night, but I'll say it for the podcast mm-hmm. as well. Like our we have over 2,000 students, but only 400 kids are showing up. Right. So I don't. You much the larger, person. That's a much percent? larger percent. What percentage um, is that? I mean, roughly, it's around 75% went virtual. Right. So, so roughly. <laughs> but we're in a different demographic at, at the same time. Right. Like you're, I'm in the low country. You're in the, the. I guess that's not even upstate. That's. What is Rocky? I don't know. I would consider <laughs> that question. just like. It's technically part the of upper the Midlands. East State? I don't know. <laughs> technically a part of the um, Midlands because it literally goes all the uh-huh. way up. But I call it the upstate. Yeah, because the upstate, like, for us is like a slant. So, right. like, Greenville's over there on the top left. Right. But it's the upstate because we, mm-hmm. we, we look at South Carolina as Because Rock Hill is at so. the up of the state. <laughs> right. We're, like, at the up and then right corner, I guess, but if yeah, you think about the slant. So, we're, we have different demographics. Yeah. So, I know that that's probably why. Okay, continue. Yes. With your um, schedule. I was talking about the, oh, the weekly schedule, I think. Yeah. So, let's see if there's a question. I was just asking, like, how... Were oh, your yeah. classes kind of set up. So I, I like what we're doing. So the uh, like splitting them up half and half. My class sizes, because um, you did ask that and I never answered it specifically. I have two in-person classes and they're obviously split in half. So to basically have four classes, if you want to think of it that way. And I think I've got around like eight or nine students in three of them. And I only have four in one of them. Okay, um, so they're so, relatively small. So they're relatively small, okay, especially compared to last year when I had like 30 kids in every class. Right. Um, so it's about a third of the size. So Mm. it's really like, whoa, it's definitely a culture shock as a teacher to see only like nine kids in your room. And it's definitely a culture shock for them as well, because they don't want to talk. There's so few of them that every single whisper they tell you, if they have a question on a math problem, they're ashamed to ask it because everyone hears their problem. Whereas when there's 30 kids, basically no one's going to hear their problem because everyone's doing their own thing over there. And so I'm really running into that issue this semester that the kids are literally just upright embarrassed to ask me any questions. And I say any. Yes. Um, And I don't, I won't say any questions. A lot of them do ask because like my kids and I have a very good rapport that they'll, they understand, you know, no questions, a dumb question as long as it has to do with math. I won't lie. There are some questions. That's a lie. (laughs) That is a lie. My motto is as long as it has to do with math, it's not a dumb question. Um, so if wait, you don't understand the math, that's fine. Now, now question. Now, here, here, here. How about how about we paint this scenario? Oh gosh. <laughs> you write on the board their assignment. Okay. Not only do you write it on the board their assignment, <laughs> you thoroughly write the instructions on how to do the assignment. 
not only do you have that also on the board, you verbally say that mm-hmm. out loud. Not only do you verbally say that on their assignment in Google Class or Canvas, because y'all use Canvas, mm-hmm. you put the instructions on how to do that. Not only that, you also <laughs> create a tutorial where you also answer any questions that they have. And then a student says, what are the instructions? You don't consider that a stupid question? Well, see, that's where my loophole is. Because if you remember what I said, I said a, no, a but, math question. But it is about math. Because your class but, is math. But it's not math. But I refer to math, I'm talking about the content. So, like, if they don't understand how to complete the square in right. Algebra 2, and they're just really confused on one of the steps, no matter how easy the step is, as long as it is a math question, math specific, to me, it's not a dumb question. Because especially with math, right. you have a lot of issues with people that just don't understand math. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. And so, to me, very like closely like it's that loophole no math question is a dumb question <laughs> you're like the question the you stated would have been a, a dumb question, question that was because dumb i have pointed out multiple times it would have been written and it's like where do i do this and it's like well i said that like five times by now that would be considered yeah, we, have, we got a dumb question it's it's gotten better you were talking about how the kids were um the ones that are in person they're like afraid to talk or whatever like we're just mm-hmm. now getting to the point where yeah kids talk to each other like, yeah i'm like they didn't we're sitting in this cl- i'm like we're sitting in this class and like y'all aren't even friends they're all just sitting here yeah. now we're, they're actually like mingling mm-hmm. a little bit it's still not like it's normally but again we yeah it's only 400 kids in and class, i think in the, the kids used to like i you just not something you would have noticed before but now that it's not happening you notice it mm-hmm. i think the kids used to like mouth stuff to each other in class all the time like they would have like non-verbal communication and they can't do that because they have masks on. So they can't see oh. each other's faces. They can't read each other's lips. It's like awkward. if you're trying to say something to someone across the class, but you don't want us to hear it, they mouth it. And they can't do that anymore because of masks. And I honestly, it's not something I would have noticed before masks. Mm-hmm. Like I think now that we have the masks and I realize how quiet and non-communicative with each other that they are, I think that that was a big non-verbal communication that just ironically with a mask, they cannot have anymore. Right. And I feel like that's, having a toll on them they can't read each other anymore like read what they're oh no they can read yeah, they can read <laughs> they'll read you oh yes um but they can't read each other's uh thoughts right, from right. their faces anymore now um i think that what what are your schools plan because Ooh. we're moving towards Ooh. the end of the quarter and i know that at my in my district we are we've we've paused um, changing what we call it our learning pathways, which means how they're going to school, how they're going to get their education. And at my school, we have originally three options for them. Option A was traditional face-to-face learning, which means the kids come to school every single day. Um, we had option B, which is blended, which means that they are at home, but it's asynchronous teaching. Or no, sorry, it's synchronous yes. teaching. So you're literally teaching them. It, I, what I like to consider is literally like an online college class. Mm-hmm. You go to you go to class every single day. It's just online, and then you have option C, which is a virtual school of South Carolina. And with that, that doesn't have anything to do with us. So they don't have any say so in all of that that we're doing. So we are we've stopped letting kids change their learning pathway about a month ago because that was just way too hectic because we constantly had kids like in person and then the next day they would be online because they changed the learning pathway and then in a couple of more days they would so that was just hectic and crazy so when the end of the quarter is happening we're going to basically allow the the the, the learning pathway portal to be reopened so kids can make their now, in the email we got, may, it said make their final learning pathway decision, which I didn't really understand because at our board meeting, they were talking about how after Christmas break, they were going to um, start bringing people back full time, like normal, starting with the kindergarten, or not kindergarten, but elementary level. Mm-hmm. And by the start of third quarter, it would move its way up through middle school and high school. So I'm like, if this is their final decision, how are you going to... So, I, I don't know. I think it's weird. What's your school's plan? Or what's your district's so, plan? So, to hit both things you talked about, people switching. We've had that issue, too, where the district very clearly made a statement that you could not switch. If you chose virtual, you could not switch to blended. Because for us, it's only one of the two. You are either blended, meaning hybrid. So, not in your sense of blended. But hybrid meaning, you know, the A-day, B-day kids who come to school every other day. 
or virtual. There was only the two. And they very clearly stated in the beginning that, you know, once you made your decision, once you signed the paperwork, Mm -hmm. it was final. But that was not the case quite clearly in the first few weeks when we had a bunch of people, like you said, switching. Um, So I'm unsure where the district changed their minds or where the policy changed, but we've had that issue as well. Um, And again, the rumors are that next semester, they can choose to go from hybrid to virtual in case they are unhappy with our choice of doing five days a week, which I'll say in Mm -hmm. a second. Or, uh, but they said you cannot go from virtual to a uh, hybrid like they said you can't go from virtual to in person that if you sign up for virtual in the beginning of the year it would have to be, that, um, be that for all year now i am unsure i think with high school there might be an exception because high school is done by semesters whereas every other like middle school even is done by the year they might be the only ones affected by that in high school since i teach high school might not be affected by that i'm unsure of that right now um but the moral of my story next semester the plan is to go back five days a week and we're actually doing it before then, um, and I, when I say we, I mean the district, um, they're doing very similar to what you said, where we start with the very young ages, and they go back on November the 10th, Which makes I sense, because they really do need it. Yeah, and see, I think they are a lot more easy to go back full days, mm-hmm. because that age group stays in the same same room, room all day. day. They don't change classes. The only issue is so, related arts. Yeah, so, and I think they've had where the related arts can come to them. Right. Um, I think, don't quote me. Um, and in some know places, they're having the related arts. Like if if Miss Johnson's class has music, but they have Miss Johnson, Miss sorry, Miss Johnson's class has music all week rather than they see a new... Uh-huh. I feel like if Ooh. they do the normal thing where they would go on Monday, they have music, on Tuesday, they have PE, on Wednesday, they have library, That would then that would just be stupid. Cause, but I think if you have... Miss Johnson class has music for an entire week. Then the next week they have somebody. I feel like that would be a little bit easier. It's easier Maybe, to ma- yeah. manage. It would so be like easier to maintain. Saying. Yeah. So by Friday you can kind of see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, but, but yeah. So I think in an elementary classroom it is very easy to go back full days because the kids, no matter how many of them there are, are in the same room all day. Mm-hmm. So it, even though it might be a little harder to social distance the kids, they're at least not going out and spreading for lack of a better word, spreading germs to every other class as they go and change classes. They're in the same room all day. So I think it is fairly easy for them to do it. And they're doing it that way. We're November 10th, the early, early ages. I think it's like pre-K through second grade, don't quote me, um, are going back. And then they'll stagger that. um, After Christmas break, I think middle school will go back. And then after the semester ends, so our semester ends in February because we all Mm -hmm. started September the 9th. So we started late, so we're ending late. So when the semester ends on the first week or so of February, the plan is, and they, they approved it, I think last week, um, that high school will go back full days, uh, full five days for second semester. Yeah, that is our school's plan. So, are you for it against like what's because I, I have, I mixed have feeling. Yeah, I was like, I have my reservations about both. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand from an academic point of view, one hundred percent, these kids need that because my kids right now, I love them to death. I really do. But Damn on Tuesday, yeah, they're not doing anything on Tuesday. They'll be awesome. We'll be in class. I will say, you know, here's the lesson. Here's your homework. And I'm doing a little uh, different because in geometry, I kind of have some leeway. I can take it slow. So on Tuesday, I'm teaching my lesson. On Wednesday, they're practicing. Um, And sometimes on Tuesday, they are able to do the practice in class. Like at the end, they have 20 minutes or so, maybe. Depends on how fast the lesson went or how long it took. And they'll have time to do the homework and they can get it done. But if they don't do it or don't have time to do it right there, they go home on Wednesday. They literally won't do anything. Mm -hmm. None of their classes. They will sit around and think, oh, this is the adult life of I'm not at work, in their case, school. So I don't have to do anything. And that's what they're thinking to themselves. And they don't do anything on Wednesday. They come back to me on Thursday. And I'm like, why don't you turn in the homework assignment? They literally just shrug their shoulders like, I don't know. Like when they're in front of me, it's great. But when they're at home, they just don't feel obligated to do anything. And that's the best word I've got for it because I don't even want to call it motivated because when they're in person, they're motivated. When they're at home, they just they seem to think they're not obligated to do anything, even though it was made very clear that blended learning was what we were doing, meaning they learn in person and then they do something else outside like of person. Yeah, you know what I mean? At home. And then I feel like there's also the kids that are in person because what we're having, we're battling some like just... For us, we don't have the luxury like you are where you teach like all in-person kids mm-hmm. and you have your all virtual. No, mm-hmm. we have to teach yeah, you have both mm-hmm. at the same time all day. And so I it, 
I think the kids at home, I, like, I, I'm not going to say what they're doing is right because it's not. But I at least empathize with them because they're not in school. Like, there's no way we can physically force them to do yeah. their work because we are not with you in yeah. person. But we have some kids who are who will come to band or who will come to our three-hour classes and will do nothing for an hour and 90 minutes. You haven't turned in a single assignment all year. Right. I'm literally watching you do nothing on for Google an me. hour. No, you're <laughs> oh, in person. Oh, I'm talking gosh, about in person. I'm talking about in person people. And the way we structure our class is that we the first 30 minutes is attendance and warming up. Mm-hmm. The next 30 minutes is time for them to record all of our assignments. The last 30 minutes playing through sight reading some music or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we give everybody in the entire class 30 minutes to record any whatever quiz we have that week which let's be clear our if we have a rhythm quiz or a or a playing quiz or a scale quiz there we go Mm -hmm. the rhythm quiz is four measures that can take literally 10 seconds to record Uh our scale quiz is literally a scale up down 10 seconds Mm -hmm. yet we still have kids who've never turned in a single one so you mean to tell me in We've been in school for how many weeks now? Almost nine, because of nine, nine weeks. Up. We started playing at the beginning of, uh, at the end of September. I don't know how many, but 30, 30 times, that's a lot of hours mm-hmm. that you're, you're essentially saying you didn't have time to record t- 10 seconds. Right. That's what, that's what frustrates me. And it's the ones that are in person that it really frustrates me because I can, there's so many different things and parameters with kids at home but if you're literally sitting here in front of me and you're you're not doing anything you're i have nothing for you right (laughs) like you're just taking advantage of the time of the system right now but and then they come and then i'm overwhelmed and they tell their parents that and then their parents come tell us that they're overwhelmed with all this they have all this Mm -hmm. classwork and da and i'm like while i get that and i empathize i i totally understand it this is the one class i don't i'm not gonna say for everybody but i know for us, we do not want you to be stressed. This is, and I love my profession. I love what I do. I think it's important. It's just bam. <laughs> it's not that deep, right? And you, you're saying that you're over. There's no reason for you to be overwhelmed mm-hmm. in band. We're asking you to do a a scale, right? That if we were in normal years, you would be doing anyway, right? So what's the tea? <laughs> That's just me. Yeah. Um, but so academically, because like to get to the actual question uh, or answer the actual question, academically, I agree. We need to go back five days a week. The kids have actually expressed that to me as well. They've said they don't like this whole thing of like right. being in school, out of school. Like it just messes with their brain. And I get that because they're used to being at school five days a week. So when they're not, they're thinking, oh, I'm at home. It's the weekend. But it's mm-hmm. not. It's a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Like, they're telling me this in like in confidence, so to speak, like, meaning that they trust me enough to say, Mr. Davis, like, I'm not liking this right now. I, I wish we were five days a week. And I've literally had most of my classes are pretty much on that consensus that they would rather be in school five days a week. Right. Um, and and I get that. Um, so academically speaking, I 100 percent. We need it like so much. Um, but. but safety reasons and quite clearly, I mean, Corona. Um, but Who's I, uh, right. I mean, don't know her. I don't know her. Like, Ask Trump. Um, we don't know her either. <laughs> or I guess you do know her. Oh, <laughs> but, um, I, my, and my evidence is not just, it exists like literally within the last few weeks. And now not that any of our teachers have Corona. I am not at all saying that disclaimer. Um, but in the last few weeks, a lot of our teachers have been absent for whatever reason. Maybe they, you know, they have a funeral to go to. Um, they might just have be sick and like have a cold and, you know, they don't want to be there spreading their germs. So they stay home because, I mean, that's what we're instructed to do. If we mm-hmm. are sick, they say stay home, get right. a sub. But the issue is we have a lot of teachers being out for whatever reason. I'm not claiming any particular reason. I think some of them be a shady and taking advantage Ooh. of it. I'm just saying. I mean, it, it might be, but I'm not going to claim any reasons. Um, and so... There have been a lot of times in the last two weeks, it was at least four times, where I have had to cover somebody else's class during my planning period because we don't have enough subs to uh, carry over all the teachers that are absent. Because basically, like I said a second ago, like we're being told, and understandably so, that, you know, if you're sick, stay home. Because with, you don't know if it's corona, you don't know if it's cold. And 
when we haven't had any issues with that, uh, meaning that like, you know, big issues of when they get sick, they stay home and they figure out, oh my gosh, I have Corona. We haven't had many issues with that. And I mean, it's on our website. We have only had one teacher have Corona at all. It's on our website. So I can say that. They we won't say the name. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who it is, to be honest. Um, they said in an email that, you know, we cannot disclose that information. Yeah. You, you would be told if you have been next to this person. So they, they carried their um, yes. business, you know, but anyways, so more than my story is we have a lot of absences happening and we don't have the subs to cover it. Right. So I have had to cover a lot of classes. I have lost my planning period at least four times in the last two weeks, yeah. um, which if you think about it, there's 10 days in two weeks. So you can do the math. Four out of ten is forty percent of the time. I have lost my plan. I love they said we can do the math as he does the math. For I us. did <laughs> math teacher, y'all. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so forty percent of the last two weeks, I have had to cover somebody else's class and lost my planning period. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like people who aren't in the teacher profession, if you don't understand how important that is, the planning period is the only time we have where we don't have kids in front of us. Because I don't know about y'all, but if there's kids in my classroom, I kind of can't sit down and just plan. I have to teach them. I have to monitor them. Like, I can't just sit there and be like, okay, y'all do whatever you want. Watch a movie, watch Mm -hmm. Netflix, and I'm going to go plan tomorrow's class. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't do that. That's not a thing. Um, Anyone who is a supervisor of other humans understands when you are supervising people, you don't just sit there. Right. Um, like, well, there are some teachers that do. Oh, let's be clear. You know, <laughs> let's not lie. <laughs> but as a responsible teacher, there I cannot just sit there. <laughs> um, and so losing your planning period is a lot. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, and I'm a second year teacher, so I'm being evaluated. And this is nothing. This is not a complaint, but I'm just, you know, saying other things that I have to do. I was evaluated this past week and I had to meet with my observer on Friday during my planning period. What if there was a teacher who was out and they needed me to cover and I could not have literally done right. my evaluation process right. as, like, as the teacher being evaluated? Um, so that just I could have seen that being an issue. It was not, for the record. It was fine. But if that had been an issue, you know? So it just it kind of just bothers me. You know, if we go back to five days a week, who knows how many absences there will be, you know? Right. Because I guarantee you this whole, you know, if you feel sick, don't come to work, is still going to be a thing. Like, that would not go away. The only thing changing would be having students there every day and you teach every day, even Mondays, because right, right now, like I said, Mondays are no new material. Well, and here's the other but thing. Yeah. I don't understand why the, why we're deciding to do this now when it's the holiday season, when we're yeah. going to be traveling the most. Yes, like That's what I'm most just mm-hmm. confused about. Like, That's if what you're going to make this decision, mm-hmm. make it till after we're done. Like, I would say wait until February. Yeah, that's when what... When we're done with all mm-hmm. of the traveling and, and seeing people, mm-hmm. when it would be, like, people would know if they've had it or yeah. whatever, and they can make plans. Like, Yes. But I'm... I don't get paid that much. Right. Some other teachers and I discussed that as well. Cause like with elementary schools going back before Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and then they're going to go home for Thanksgiving. They're going to visit family because I mean, right you can't ask a family to not visit their family during Thanksgiving. Right. That's literally the family season. So they're going to go visit their family. They're going to come back and bring whatever they got while they were with their family. Not mm-hmm. saying you know anything negative about people's families, but germs spread very fast. So if these kids come back, they're going to spread the germs. The first week of December is going to be kind of ugh. Oh, 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 did we also forget flu season? Hello. This but is now too. So. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, but, yes. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that's my, that is my like con that, you know, is it too soon? And I am no scientist. I do not study disease. I don't know all the science behind, you know, whether it's actually physically safe or not. All I know is, <laughs> all I know I'll is my that. opinion, which is, you know, a non-science opinion, but all I know is my opinion. And that is, we're having a lot of issues right now. I had back in beginning of October, I had like three kids who were quarantined. So they right. were, and which is quarantine, not isolation for the record. The difference is quarantine, meaning they might have been in contact with somebody who has Corona, who was positive. So they are just being quarantined just in case they have it. Mm-hmm. It does not mean that my kids had Corona and none of them were positive because I would have been told. Um, so they were just quarantined just in case. And so like I had like three kids who weren't in school for two weeks because that's the the process. They're quarantined for 10 days. So like if I had that in the beginning of October, which is when all this was being talked about for the record, because now it's been made into a thing. Right. In the beginning of October is when it was discussed and now it's been officially made decided. Um, but in the beginning of October it was being discussed and all the teachers and I were like, well, wait a minute. Like we're getting all these cases. Kids are getting sick. Flu season starting, mm-hmm. and y'all want to start discussing going back to school. Literally. This is a not a good time. Literally. <laughs> so, it's just 
I don't know. I really don't have an educated science opinion for it. My only thing is I see the world crumbling right in front of me and they want to just act like it's okay and go back to five days a week. Yeah. So, like I said, academically, 100% we need it. But safety-wise, do we can we handle it? It has been exactly how I've been saying that it has going to go <laughs> at the beginning of this podcast. Er, since since epi- plenty of episodes ago, last season, it's a mess. It's a that's, mess. That's what this year is going to be. That's yes. all it's going to be. It's going to continue to be a, a hot boo-boo mess. <laughs> But outside of that, you Ms. have Cleo some over exi- here. Exa- literally, <laughs> except for I'm the better win. snaps game than Priyanka. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were right. What's my name? <laughs> um, well, Sorry, you have Priyanka. some exciting news. I do. So speaking uh, of school, uh, yes, our school has decided to uh, join in on this new. Outrage! Don't laugh. Don't, don't laugh, laugh, y'all. Please don't laugh. Because I did. Yeah, he did. He really did. Because I called him up and I was like, hey, but you know what? Let me say it first. So our school got an esports team. And if you don't know what esports is, that is... You're not the only one. <laughs> it is competitive video gaming. So... Pause. Don't laugh. So, no, no, no. I'm pausing so we can insert crickets. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Um, really? That's not nice. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so um, when I found out my school was doing that, I immediately jumped on the train. I was like, oh, my gosh, I would love to help. Because if you guys don't know, all he does is video games. It's all I do. Literally. Um, So I was like, oh, my gosh, if I can help these How many years has it been? World of Warcraft? 12 years? I've been playing World of Warcraft since I was in the 10th grade. So that'd be three years. years. Plus five would be eight. Plus last year would be nine. So this year would be 10. 10 years. For 10, a decade. (laughs) He's been hardcore video gaming. For a decade. And when I say hardcore, I do And that's mean, only World of Warcraft. I've exactly. been other doing other video games before then. And like y'all Pokemon y'all, is my life. Y'all really don't understand it. <laughs> like when I say that all he does is that, I literally mean he comes home and he will just video game <laughs> all night long. I don't know uh, how I don't know how he graduated. How do you have to do I need to say I do not do that and then you need to answer the clip of me earlier literally saying literally. I go to work, come home and play video games. <laughs> Because I can deny it, and then you need to be like, roll the clip. <laughs> we can't even we can't even schedule anything with him. We have to like pencil Literally. him in. He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm gonna raid this t- this yes. this weekend. Every weekend, my my guild needs me. They whatever do. the hell that is. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> what that means. He's like, my my team needs me. I'm like, it's a video game, <laughs> and they need me. <laughs> um, but anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, so I am now the head coach of their esports team. <laughs> Woo! They call me Coach Davis, and it makes me giggle a little bit on the inside because who would have thunk? <laughs> yes. And th- this is when Tyler laughed at me. I called him up, and we were talking, and I said that my kids had tryouts for the teams. And he said, hold on, tryouts. <laughs> For a video game. (laughs) Yes, I got to see how they do, y'all. I've never heard it. Please take me through this tryout process. So, like, for example, um, Fortnite. So, one of my, there's five games we play. One of them is Fortnite. I found out that that means 14 days. I think Hunter told me that. Interesting. I think you told me that. So, it's a fortnight of a day. (laughs) It's been 14 days. It has been 14 days. They've been quarantined for 14 days. They've been, they've been, it's been, they have been quarantined for a fortnight. (laughs) Okay, so Fortnite, they do trios. So that means that, because it's a battle royale, for those of you who don't know, so it means that in teams of three, That's you're basically dropped. Yes. You. In teams of three, you are dropped onto a map, and basically it's a fight to the death. It's kind of like the Hunger Games in teams sure. of three. <laughs> sure. Um, it's really what it is. And so in Fortnite, that's how they play. So for the tryouts, I had the teams, you know, I said, you know, team up, go in your trios, play a match. And they share their screen on their computer or on Discord or whatever, and I can watch them play. So it's kind of like with an actual sports like football, I literally watch them do the things that they would have to do in a match. So I watch, you know, in Fortnite you can build. So I watch how do they do with building? Do they save their resources or do they build too much and all of a sudden you have no more resources left to build? Because you need wood to build. I mean, quite clearly. I wish I could see my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could too. Um, this is too much. And then like, how good are they at shooting? Like, if they have terrible aim, I don't want them on my team. <laughs> uh, which, just kidding, by the way. But like, seriously, yeah, like, if, if you're not, if they're not good with the aiming portion, you know, I might not want to put them on the best team, right? I might want to put the team with good skills together. And that's what a tryout's for, to see how the kids do. Um, and how they play. And I did that for all the other games. So, yeah, that's what the tryouts look like. 
Well, they play then. the game and I watch them and I see, you know, how good are they? Well, work. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who would have thought? Yeah, but I mean, this is so new. Like literally, apparently last year in this league, it's called Play Versus for those of you who don't know. Um, no one knows. Literally. <laughs> um, there were only five states last year who were in the league. And to be in the league, you have to have 12 high schools in the state. Okay. Like, be on Play Versus. Once you have 12, Play Versus has a state league for you. Okay. So, last year, there were only five states that registered. Like, enough to have a league. Which is, obviously, if it's only 12, that's really not that much. But this year, with everything with Corona and everything, there are 24 states that have leagues. That, I don't know if y'all can do the math, but it's five times as many states as last year. Like, you know, so (laughs) that's a lot. Um, It has grown a lot. And a lot of the coaches, when when we have our matches, because it's been two weeks now that we've had matches, my Fortnite kids are doing awesome. Go y'all. My (laughs) Rocket League teams, they're doing great too. Um, Most of them have at least one win, meaning they won one of the two weeks. So, but more of the story, when you contact the coaches, the coaches and I have been kind of, you know, just casually talking about how awesome it is to even just have these esports at the high school level because there's college esports there's professional esports right um where people who are just it's on god tier uh, right that's like they're I've just yeah they're just like god tier at these games and that's the reason they're there because they're professional kind of like professional football players like you know <laughs> the best of the best get up there yeah and with sports teams i don't know about y'all but a football team has like i don't know exactly how many people but lots of Players, like 40-something players. Probably more than that, to be honest. But, um, I don't watch sports. <laughs> um, but video games, there's only like six people on a we team, just y'all. Race. Right. There's <laughs> that only, is our sport. Literally. There is only six people on a team. That's a lot drastically smaller chances of you getting on an esports team, right? Sure. So, <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So, to have it at the high school level is just such a good opportunity. And I'm so excited that... These kids just get the chance because they're not these athletes who go mm-hmm. out and play soccer or play football or have any other opportunity other than sitting in class with their peers. They yeah. don't have a team. Maybe they don't do band, which I do have a few that are in band, but maybe they don't do band because that would be another okay, option. Well, they for need them to quit to... because they need to be practicing their instruments. Stop playing some video, <laughs> some video game. <laughs> um, but like they, they might not be in a club. Like literally the only thing they might do is like myself, they go to school and they go home and play video games. Right. And that's all they do. And they don't, they might not have a group for that. Right. Um, so having this team just really gives those kids in particular, everyone else is awesome and I'm so glad to have them, but they have other teams elsewhere. And so that's not what I'm referring to right now. I'm referring to the ones that don't have any teams elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Like they literally have nothing else but this. And so now that they're on an esports team, they can feel some type of inclusion, you know, like they can feel included in like, for lack of a better word, a community, a team. Right. And I just, I love that. And the other teachers on my hall have like commended that, which while I didn't start the team, but I was very ecstatic to take it over. I'm like, I was jumping to the moon, y'all. But the other teachers were just so happy for it. And they were saying, hey, Andy, like, we're just so glad that you were doing this because this means a lot to a lot of students. Right. Like students who, like I just said, don't have somebody else or whatever. I'm like, they now have a chance thanks to, and I don't want to say thanks to me because I'm not the one who started. I won't claim that. But being that I've taken it over and yeah, I have- people on the podcast don't know that. Bitch, you better take credit. <laughs> it was me. It was all me, y'all. I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, so it just, it's awesome. And- I mean, spoiler, me and the other two, there are two, the other two high school um, are also have a team now. Um, so all three of our high schools have a team now and there might be this some clover. conversation in the work. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know because they're not in our district. They're just the three That's high schools true. in our district um, have been in contact with each other. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, but there might be some discussions in the, in the mix of how to maybe mix the three teams together in some way just to have a competition of some sort. Right. A local competition. Because, spoiler, on Play Versus, they are uh, competing with people in their region, meaning their time zone. So we are playing people from Maine or Florida. Not very We haven't played a team for South Carolina yet. Right. Um, so to have a local competition, I just feel like would add a sense of community to the kids, mm-hmm. um, because it means something like, like when you play well, football, you, can, you literally probably know them anyway. Right. Like when you play football, you play like, for the example, plays, like you play a local team, you have some sort of motivation or some sense of community that, Hey, I know that team, but now I'm going to play them. Mm-hmm. Whereas with play versus you're playing teams that you've never even heard of. There's some random private school in Maine, you right. know, like 
it has no sense to you other than it's just a video game match. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel important kind of thing. Right. At least that's the way I'm thinking of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so to have that local community thing would be so awesome. And the three of us are in contact. Um, nothing is decided yet, so I can't say anything about it because it's not decided. But we are in contact, and that just... Oh, the kids are going to be over the moon, and I'm so excited. Well work. I know. Like, it's just... Who would have known that in my second year of teaching, at the busiest moment in my life, I'm being evaluated. We've got coronavirus. Um, like, so I'm having to do all this. I'm having to cut other people's classes. Cough, cough, which happened after I took over, so I can't really claim that. No, she said cough, cough. That's oh, oh, you're right. Corona, y'all. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it just... At a really busy time in life, I was like, let me just take up this over other busy opportunity, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, I wouldn't take it back for the world. I'm having the time of my life just seeing these kids so excited um, to play their games and win their matches. I mean, they're just over the moon, excited. Just the, their casual pastime when they go home and just sit on the computer or do whatever well, is now a competition. Like, they're just, they're so excited, and I'm excited to see it. Well, what else is going on? How's how's your kitty cat? You've got a kitty oh, cat. This I year. do. I got a cat back in June. June second is her gotcha day. So yeah, her name is Penny. She's adorable. Um, she's doing good. I am having one weird issue, which you know about. That she just literally won't leave my room. I will leave the door open. I will try to use treats to get her out, and she will sit at the edge of the carpet and just stare at me like when you go come back in. <laughs> like she just does not want to leave that room, and I don't know why. It's weird. <laughs> I have never seen that in my life. Literally, the other cats that I've had, like, you open a door and they're like, freedom! <laughs> okay, so, like, I don't know why she won't leave my room. Which is not an issue. Like, her food and her litter box are in my room. It's not an issue. Right. But I just feel bad. Like, I don't want her to feel trapped. Like, she's not a princess. She's not Princess Fiona and Shrek, okay? She's not Literally. trapped in the tower. Literally. Um, Like, I open the door, so don't, like, think I'm abusing the cat. Hiding. Yeah, she's not hiding in the closet, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she just... She just won't leave. I give her so many opportunities. Well. I just, it's weird. I've never seen it before. Hmm. But I will say she was in the shelter for three years before I got her. Right. So I so think that it. she's used to being in one room for a long, long time. Oh, and I don't know what her past is. Maybe she was um, reprimanded for leaving the room. You know, being at a shelter, the cats probably stayed in one room and dogs maybe in another. So maybe when she left the room, the people were like, hey, hey, no, get back in here. And she took that reprimanding to mean never leave a room. Props. No, I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud what might have happened. But not at all claiming the shelter I got her from because they were nice. They were great people. I'm not at all claiming that they would abuse her or anything. I'm just saying maybe she took that to mean don't leave a room, you know? I don't know. Um, well, okay. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, Penny's doing great. I love her. She's adorable. She's the best cat in the world. She loves to cuddle. And if you don't cuddle with her when she wants to cuddle, she will meow in your face until you cuddle. Literally. <laughs> she will literally sit there meow, and just keep doing that until you sit down with her. <laughs> it's weird. Well, not weird. It's funny. Right. Well, thank you so much, Andy. Where can people find you on the socials? Oh, on the socials? Oh, gosh. So I don't even use that much social media. That's a lie. Uh, yeah, well, okay. On Facebook, my name is Andy Davis. That's my main one. It's really the only one I use, to be honest. Instagram. What is my Instagram? Is it Davis underscore Andy? Mm, I thought it was. No, that's Snapchat I'm thinking of. No, da- yeah. Snapchat is all Snap Let's Chat. Yeah. Because I'm corny and I made it when I was in the 10th grade. Yeah, see <laughs> um, But anyways, um... Yeah, I think Instagram is Davis underscore Andy. So well, there you can follow it. me there. Well, thank you so much, Andy, for joining me today. Thank I, you for having me. I think it's been quite the time having oh, you on here. We talked so much about you behind your back. Um, <laughs> that at least we get to have you Turn around. in person. <laughs> well, yes. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for joining me today. Make sure that you stick around till next week as I chat my way through the week. And until next time, bye.